Go, 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 go. So, Eric, what beverage are you addicted to cracking right now? Um, I got that walkie slush in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Are you sipping this, the lead? That thing, that thing bleeding B. It looks like it's some sort of purple drink. A, uh, an- another Zevia, another, another like off-brand organic cola. You're goddamn right, Ty. I don't drink that fucking cancer as bullshit. All right, we only drink Zevia <laughs> on this side. I- I'm okay with that. I think big soda needs to be disrupted. Like we saw it happen with big beer and big wine, and now big beer. I, I think the hipsters are going for big soda next. I would be okay with that, I think. I think big soda, you know, could benefit because there's a lot of, like, redeeming qualities about, you know, it's, mm-hmm. like, very refreshing. What a it's, treat. like, it's, it's really just a treat. And I can't think of a better thing to wash down 12 inches of sodium with than, um, you know, some alternative uh, soda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alt soda. Alt soda, if you will. Mm-hmm. My uh, biggest problem <laughs> with the death of big beer big problems with big beer but uh uh-huh. a passion of mine that was took some auxiliary damage when big beer went down was the loss of the pitcher <laughs> wow you're so right i love pitchers i always mm-hmm. order a pitcher when i see it on a menu it's it, almost an extinct species at this point yeah i really it's miss so them. great because you're committing to like a lot of beer and like everyone knows what time it is when you fucking order that thing. Everyone's <laughs> like, hell yeah, dude, we're just, we're drinking a pitcher. <laughs> it only goes down wow. there. Yeah. And like, Our... oh, it's so sad. No one's going to get a pitcher of a triple IPA. That's literally a death basket right there. Um, but you know what? Our, uh, our pitcher is nostalgic to you as well. Like, like when you think about pitchers, I just think about like going out, with my dad for like a cheeky pint you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's just split like split a pitch but yeah let's just get a let's get a pitcher you know what i mean hell yeah it's like weird like uh modern mexican restaurants doing like sangria pitchers but that's not the same <laughs> mm-hmm. i ordered a margarita pitcher the other day at a mexican restaurant it cost 75 dollars <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that i i i you know me big spender uh but yeah, I definitely feel yeah. nostalgic about the pitch. I, I it brings me back to my like early twenties peak drinking for T T Bone. Um, trying to order a pitcher all for myself at the dive bar. They'd always say that I need to have someone order with me. I'm too intoxicated to get the pitcher. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, I, I need adult supervision to order a pitcher. That's so true, dude. Diners go through a lot, so I I totally understand. Diners mm-hmm. are like the original subway if you think about it because that's where like drunk people went and frontline workers and Mm -hmm. construction guys it's like Mm -hmm. the ground zero for like you know what makes america run you know i mean yeah diners crawled so subway could walk they literally literally yeah so you already know like subway doesn't have the fucking cojones to stay up stay out open uh 24 hours but Mm -hmm. a diner does and they have to implement rules like you know what no single pictures <laughs> you have yeah. to share and sometimes if you're too drunk you gotta get your homie to order for you what you why gotta co-sign is... <laughs> you gotta co-sign for the homie sub <laughs> yeah. 
but Eric, do you know why Subway is so against all night establishments? Why? Like, is the CEO is he afraid of the dark? Like, why has he got such a small dick? <laughs> um, Keep it open. Open the doors. I think Reopen because... America. Think about this, Ty. I don't think a sandwich artist, even though they do have a knife at all times, I don't think they're equipped to protect themselves in an event of somebody coming into the store and robbing them. Because, you know, once you are helping a customer, you have gloves on, your hands are sticky, they're slippery. You're you're locked in on making the perfect sub for the for your perfect customer. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? And Watch so if you're, like if you're like two wrists deep into the lettuce container. And somebody walks in demanding for the bathroom key even mm-hmm. like you can't help him like you are you're you're stuck yeah that's a good point you're wrist deep in the marinara bucket right now you're fisting that sauce and mm-hmm. you can't you can't just shift gears like that and mm-hmm. that's why they're specialized that's why they call them artists somebody should just hire somebody to manage the, a, a people manager if you will like uh, a, 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 a product manager kind of role, <laughs> coordinator, community a manager, a bouncer, who <laughs> you're revisiting the bouncer conversation. But Dude. this is not about keeping the riffraff out or in. This is about uh, just managing auxiliary requests from the patrons beyond creation of sandwich. So let the artists focus on their craft and mm-hmm. everything else is handled by the, by the coordinator. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Coordinator is a great you know, draw title for this position. Um, Cause you know, it's kind of like those like, like pornos when like, like, you know, stepsister is like stuck in like the dryer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> sandwich artists get stuck in lettuce bin. <laughs> and it's like the franchise owner has to go and help her. <laughs> oh yeah. You're it's sandwich hub. You can watch that on sandwich hub. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, it's like the sandwich uh, spot hubbub. <laughs> well, I, I actually have a very like also visual of this coordinator type persona. I'd imagine that they are male. Uh, they have chinos on, uh, slim fit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Indo chino. Uh, yeah, they they got the Indo chino head to toe. They um they wear a watch, but it's not like a nice watch. It's like a a timex dare i say it dare i say it? an apple watch <laughs> maybe an apple they definitely have an apple watch thank you yeah but like not like the new one like a like a third gen or something like something that picked up on on sale mm-hmm. oh yeah they're they got discount apple watch at, at best buy mm-hmm. they got they're a black friday to, deal uh, they're the type to hold on buying the new airpods like they they like get like uh they go for like the old ones, like even though the new ones are out, like that that's the kind of that's the kind of shopper we're talking about here. Yeah, they're trying to skim a few bucks off the top. They're willing to make some compromises. Mm-hmm. They don't need they the drive latest a, and greatest. They drive a like uh like tasteful, safe used vehicle. <laughs> tasteful maybe like stretch. a Camry. <laughs> <laughs> this coordinator type sounds like they're really like easy to bully, but uh mm-hmm. I don't know, they want to be your friend a little bit. They seem like a nice guy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with, you know, coordinator types. We all have a coordinator type guy in our friend group who is like the lovable virgin, you know? Mm-hmm. I've eliminated all coordination from my own personal brand, Eric. I've just completely stripped my brand of coordination as an element. I will not organize anything. I will not coordinate. I will not reach out 
I will simply latch myself on like a loose black olive trapped in your sandwich uh, to other plans. That's, that's my, my uh, MO moving forward. Oh, so you, so you don't mean like you are, you know, remembering all your plans off the dome, but you were more so just like, you don't have any plans and you were just going where the wind blows. Yeah. Much like when I walk up to the line at, at Subway and I'm about to order my sandwich, I'm just improvising. That's all life is. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you a little bit about improvisation, Ty. <laughs> um, the other weekend, you know, bringing this all the way back to Mexican, modern Mexican, have you ever been to El Guapo? El Guapo. I love the name. Have mm-hmm. I patroned? Nah. Have you patroned? Nah. But nah. Uh, El Guapo in Yale Town, Ty, is a ratchet establishment. I had no idea. I've been twice. The first time was during the strict rule of Bonald Henry. Mm. <laughs> the dic- dicta- dictatorship that we under underwent in, a, in the last year, um, mm-hmm. which was pretty tame. But last time, Ty, I went and there were female types working on tables. Working on tables? It's working on the table, Ty. Does that uh, sound uh, like COVID safe to you? <laughs> it depends on uh, how far away the table was, Eric. It was a safe six, <laughs> but safe six inches away. Yeah, safe six or away. And uh, this was this was fascinating. This you know really made me realize um, the that there are blurred lines when it comes to maintaining a safe distance in your bubble um, mm-hmm. because these tables were six feet apart, but you know these uh, these women with you know titties as fake as the meat. <laughs> they have titties as fake as the impossible meatball. Okay, I had some impossible titties. <laughs> yeah, some uh, yeah. fake turkey breast. <laughs> <laughs> they had they had BBLs too, and I'm talking. I'm not talking about big bison legs. Okay, I'm talking about that Brazilian uh, butt lift. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they had those, the, the double meat, if you will, and they were dancing on top of the booths, shaking their ass in our face from a distance. Um, and let me tell you, we improvised by <laughs> grabbing the bill and leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want none of that? Well... Let's just let's just say this, Ty. We started our journey at El Guapo on the patio, mm-hmm. um, and we sat there long enough for them to close the patio. And then they said, well, "Would you like a table inside?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course. Like that sounds better." Move inside, and within like fifteen minutes, uh, it got to that point in the night where, yeah, girls were shaking their ass, drug dealers were slapping their ass, and Ty. We were running out of patience. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, were these uh, were these ladies? Were they hired hand, hired hired teats, or were they patrons that got a few two shots of mezcal in them? I think they were fellow patrons um, who, you know, what might have gotten a little too gone off the buble, mm, as one does in the ill town. Exactly. I think what you're um, speaking about, Eric, is a symptom of like a post-COVID society. 
we all went from like with meals, everybody was click and clack for like a while, right? <laughs> and then we slowly became like patio patrons. And now the normal people are slowly working their way back indoors. But while mm-hmm. they were out, uh, a, f- a select few of, of man, a, f- a, select, a subset of our species decided to stay inside the whole time. They created their mm-hmm. own little micro culture of indoor dining. And now us normies are walking back through the door and it's not what it used to look like. They've, they've taken over. It's an infestation of twerkers. You're absolutely correct. There was um, like a lot of confused people on, on dates, it seemed. And uh, they were just looking around at like, there was only really like three booths that were acting up. Um, <laughs> but you're right. It's totally like, a symptom of everyone else being uh, overly sensitive to like actual fun and social mm-hmm. interaction, including yourself, including me. I was not ready. If I if I had known what I was walking into, I would have walked in, you know, with my best um, Atlanta rapper jeans. Mm-hmm. Shout out Amiri, mm-hmm. and you know I would have been prepared. But I was dressed too nice. I was wearing my Marnie loafers, you know nice trousers Mm -hmm. and a you know tastefully distressed t-shirt yeah yeah (laughs) it sounds like you're getting your uh one last use out of your like sweat fleece aesthetic before the vibe shift like the 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 final run of your fear of god sweat sweet sweat fleece set (laughs) before retirement the last game that's true except you know that kind of outfit can like easily transition from like at home, you know, chilling at home by myself to like going to the strip club because like mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, if you want to get your money's worth at the strip club, you wear sweats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Right? You don't want any pants that are too firm. Exactly. You don't want to <laughs> be like <laughs> in the in the APC like thirty two ounce uh, raw denim. Yeah, that shit's stiff, and that, you don't want yeah. that to be the stiff thing. Exactly. You, you want to be wearing the Naked Sensations, Fear of God, uh, <laughs> the light Terry, Terry uh, lounge <laughs> pants. <laughs> yeah, that's shit's 100 GSM. That's where, where you want to be, like, as Dude. thin as possible. Like, it's a cold Absolutely. day, but... Yeah, barely get by. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, so that's a really interesting El Guapo experience, Eric. I can't say that I've had a similar experience at any uh, restaurant, let alone a, a, a one in Yale Town like that. That's you know, true. Do you have any, um, do, you, do you plan on going back now? Do you, do you think that you'll come better prepared mentally? I will absolutely come back for a bachelor party. <laughs> um, you know, or if, you know, I'm just like, I just need to let off some steam. I'll probably do it. But the biggest lesson that it taught me, Ty, was that I am no longer opting out of a mask. I have to, I'm now opting into a mask. Mm. Okay. So by default, I am entering all situations with no mask until I am asked to put one on. Well, Eric, I'm happy to report to you that you are part of the uh, majority now. <laughs> it seems like uh, the uh, the Canadian convoy for freedom actually worked because Bonnie will be re- 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 repelling, removing our mask mandates come 
this Friday. Wow. I thought you were saying she was going to resign, and I was literally about to stand up and cheer. <laughs> no, sir, but she uh, is taking away all the rules. You are free, my friend. Dude, that crooked wench. <laughs> I like Bonnie. She's a real maternal figure. I'm tired no, of you dunking dude. on her. She's my mom. No, dude. Come on. You can do better. You think I could have a better mom than Bonnie? I could, I could do that for you. I could, yeah, you I want could, me to call uh, you mama now? Yeah, dude. I can, you know, serve you some milk. No problem. We got milk to go at Subway. You do have the pecs of a mother. That is true. That is true. Triple D's over here. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I am I am excited that masks are officially done. But you know what? If you go anywhere, like literally anywhere that requires masks, they will still immediately ask you to put one on if you're not wearing one. Like, it's almost like on like auto reply <laughs> like it's like out of office reply it's like you are immediately boom fired off like they hit you with the response like put that shit on bro um and i ain't having it bro mm. i ain't having it anymore so you're not gonna do that a beta move where you fumble a bunch and go oh, oh i'm so sorry and then you check every pocket till you find a crinkly old used mask mm. well you know sometimes i will keep it like keep it strapped I'll have my hand on the on that thing. <laughs> I'll keep my hand on that thing in the pocket, like mm-hmm. ready to rock if they ask. Um, but best believe I'm taking my time. I'm just gonna take ten more steps into their building and I'm gonna like slowly put it on. And guess what? My nose is still gonna be poking out. Wow, what a delayed start! Hand on the holster. You're ready to go, but you're not you're not tr- triggered until mm-hmm. someone else calls upon you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the instant start is what is going to get me through the gate. Um, mm-hmm. But there's no telling how long it's going to take me to put it on. Like, I might be done shopping by the time this mask comes on. Right. It's a game. <laughs> it is a game. You just always have to look like you're obeying the rules. You don't actually have to obey the rules. That's a, that's really great, Eric. I'm glad that you are... This is, like it's, it's important for you to have a passion project. And I think this is like pretty close to that. I uncovered a new strategy the other day, not unlike a surgeon making a quick entry and out uh, in and out of an operating room. I just hold my mask up against my face with my mouth, no straps to mm-hmm. the ears. If you just have like position it in front of your face, you mm-hmm. can uh, pass through any room uh, without, <laughs> without causing a scene. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Or, you know, I'll do you one better. Like, can you do it with like your, your t-shirt? Can you just, like, whip mm. the t-shirt on top? Probably. I did it with a hat the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, I think the rules are really starting to uh, slip. <laughs> Ooh. That is true. I mean, I'm at the point now where even if I'm asked to put one on, like, they're going to have to ask me every time I take it off now. Mm. Like, if I sit down to eat, and then, like, I get up to go to the bathroom. Like, I'm not bringing my mask with me. Like, they're gonna have to ask me to do that. Wow, <laughs> I'm opting in at every touch point. One downside of this removal of the mask mandate, Eric, is now sandwich artists can sneeze on my foot long again. <laughs> that's a, that's a future we don't want. <laughs> oh man, that is that is a harrowing sight. Like uh, when they have to sneeze and they're like like they have two hands on your sandwich already and then mm-hmm. they just like sneeze into their shoulder like that's mm-hmm. like nasty dude like that's, that's nasty. actually 
That's crazy. Turn around and walk out. You do not want that foot long. No, I don't dude. care if it's a signature. Your favorite meats. <laughs> yeah, I could care less. I didn't pay yet. That's true. That's the sandwich artist problem. But there's like so many things that go wrong around the mouth of the artist. A booger could fall out of their nose. They could spit mm-hmm. when they say what vegetables. Mm-hmm. Toasted. Toasted. Um, okay, so question for you. Like, how long does a sandwich artist keep your sandwich around if you like leave the building mm. like if you if you, you say a sandwich artist like hold on one sec and you just like leave like how long do you think they're going to keep your sandwich like open and open and aerated <laughs> <laughs> just yeah just simmering on the countertop mm-hmm. that's a great question i would give it i want to give you an exact number here but i need to think about the scenario you just bail out do you give an excuse you just say i'll be right back and you say, hang on. Hang on. And hang on. <laughs> As an artist, I would be feel ob- obligated to hang on then. Oh, that's true. I guess it doesn't matter to you, you know? As a sandwich mm-hmm. artist, you're like, I don't give a fuck if this sandwich is dry as shit. I guess you haven't gotten to the sauce yet, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, I think like sandwich artists only think in 12 minute increments. So with that in mind, maybe like 48, 48 minutes. That's probably a, a sweet number, give or take 12. Give At that point, 12. it's like 48 minutes. That's not bad. That's like, you know, the amount of time between like now and my lunch break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come lunch break, I might eat your sandwich. Yeah. If, I, I think that's probably the move is that it has to be long enough that it's clear said patron will not return, but short enough time that that sandwich is still eligible to become the artist's lunch. Like maybe they can make a few quick adjustments, take off Eric's gross salami and add in add in a veggie patty, you know, some real food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe mm-hmm. take the, the banana peppers off and add some bell peppers. Mm-hmm. It's basically they're they're thrifting at that point. Yeah, they're thrifting a sandwich because you know what, the owner is long gone, and all we are left is this, uh, you know, valuable footlong. Mm-hmm. And someone's got to eat it. Yeah, it's not going to be you. You left. You walked out. You're the dead the deadbeat dad of that sandwich. Mm-hmm. Daddy is not around. <laughs> Daddy's not home. Exactly. Um, I want. I do want to speak to you about being at home, though. Okay. Um, because I did order some food delivered the other day as well, and I thought it was a great experience. Are you familiar with the uh, Vancouver establishment Japa Dog? Uh, oh boy, am I! I I stomached uh, many a uh, Japa Dog <laughs> in my life. Uh, yeah, they, yeah they're dude, okay. This guy's a, a Terry Mayo fiend, you already know. <laughs> they only have one or two veggie options, uh, but I like all the weird flaky things on top. So, for the listeners, a Jaffa dog is a Japanese hot dog. <laughs> if you hadn't figured that out, mm-hmm. it has seaweed and like crispy bits, and sometimes, like, I don't know, a shrimp roll. <laughs> it's like the weirdest glizzy you'll ever stomach. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like a Japanese glizzy. And uh, yeah, you're right. It has all these like flaky shits on top. And that's like the most interesting part. Because mm-hmm. it's like seaweed is like not found in any food except for sushi. Mm-hmm. As a as a white North American, it's rare. It's rare to come across like any other foods that have that. So it's quite potent. Hapadog is uh, is great for that. <laughs> it's 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 the perfect combination of exotic food and comfort food. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the hot dog. Despite it being truly a foreign object, I'm very comfortably familiar mm-hmm. with it. Seaweed, mm-hmm. despite it being a completely a like natural object, I am very uh, like worried about. I'm scared of seaweed, Eric. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, seaweed's like a, a a weird one. Like, if you if it wasn't called seaweed, if it was just like if you just refer to it as like nori, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that would be like a cool like Japanese like exotic thing. It's like or whatever. But I feel like some people are turned off by it just because it's you know weeds from the sea. I know. I wonder if that'll change now that uh, Daddy Trudeau has legalized marijuana. <laughs> It might. It really might die. Um, but anyways, like the point I wanted to get was, you know, ordering Jaffa Dog to my house was like great and everything. Like the food was good, but mm-hmm. it really takes the magic out of going to like the like hot dog stand and mm-hmm. getting it because that's like the weird part. Like it's like something super normal and stereotypic, like a hot dog stand, but it's Japanese mm-hmm. and it's like interesting. It's like ordering yeah. like a Subway sandwich on DoorDash. It's like, it takes the whole fun out of it. It's a good point. Um, the spontaneity of the order. Japadog followed uh, Virgil's 3% rule with the hot dog. If you think about it. <laughs> they just Absolutely. made enough of a change to it that like your normal everyday sandwich, like Subway sandwich patron, like they can't find a ketchup. You're absolutely right. You know, Japadog is servicing both the tourist and the purist, quite literally. Um, mm-hmm. Tourist, because people come to Vancouver and they said, like, what the fuck am I going to eat here? Mm-hmm. Oh, Japadog is on everyone's list. I'm going to go there. That's mm-hmm. the tourist. And the purist is, like, the, you know, a guy on his lunch break in the financial district who is, just wants a fucking hot dog. Mm-hmm. There it is. There's a hot dog stand right there. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only hot dog stand, except for like on Granville Street. I don't think we have a normal hot dog stand anywhere in the city. I think Jabadog just owns all hot dog and Japanese themed hot dog stands because there's no normal. Have you seen a normal hot dog stand? Yeah, man. On like oh, right there's one in English Bay. Yeah, yeah. There's one I've ordered beach. a few dogs from there. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love I love that guy. I, I go there too. all the time. And uh, there's that one, and then there's like. A couple on Granville. There's like one on Georgia and Granville. That's like there usually during the day, and then mm. later on at night, there's definitely hot dog guys like down the street. A couple hot dog guys hang out uh, by the stadium in the evening as well. My partner used to like get free dogs from them when she would like work in that area. Hmm. Which stadium? Uh, BC Roger Rogers. Oh. Yeah, so if you're looking for a dog in Midtown, head over to Rogers. Oh, yeah, like Skytrain. Right, yeah. yeah, right by Skytrain. Yeah, 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 I know exactly yeah, yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Wow. We should make an app for this, Eric, uh, like where all the hot dogs are, and then there's a filter for just Japanese <laughs> hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. Think Fresh LLC is at it again. Absolutely. This probably exists in New York. 
Mm-hmm. Like this has to exist. This sounds like oh yeah. It's kind of like uh, like the first wave of like iPhone apps. Like that is like <laughs> it would be like in the first wave of iPhone apps. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a Web 1.0 concept. You got these like glizzy <laughs> goblins that just like really need their dog fixed. Like not even. It's just like novel and funny. Kind of like the iPhone app where it's like looks like you're drinking a beer. Do you remember that one? <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna re-download that right after this call. We're bringing it back. That's like the best app for iPhone ever. Like I would rather have that than Google Maps. To be oh yeah, for you. sure, for sure. I'll like I'm gonna del- del- get Facebook off your phone. Delete Facebook right now and re-download the Pint app. I'm bringing it out this weekend, Eric. I'm gonna show it to everybody like it's the first time it ever existed. <laughs> Hey guys, check out this app. We're bringing back the pitcher, baby. Oh shit, we're going, we're going pitching. I love that tie. It's really funny. Ty, we have to talk about some big news. Okay, this is like news that you know it's our worlds, all of our worlds intertwined, and it's dropping this month. And I just cannot wait to talk to you about it. This is like think fresh, like like mission critical level information okay lay it on me baby so ty think of two brands you love the most well i'm not gonna say subway that's for sure other than subway okay eric let me tell you my favorite (laughs) two brands your personal brand and my personal brand and whenever they collaborate it's incredible please would you like me to tell you what i actually think you're talking about yeah <laughs> uh yeah breaking breaking here first baby uh both goaded uh perfume retailer asop and the man the legend the myth rick owens are now collaborating on some sort of project together. First of all, two heavy hitting brands coming together. This is something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. The meeting of uncompromising minds, Ty. This is um, this is like the greatest collaboration of all time. I think you know greater than uh, Yay and Future. Mm-hmm. You know, Future and Lil Uzi. Better than Louis Vuitton Supreme. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Aesop and Rick Owens, and it looks like they are dropping a candle. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that that is great. It also looks like they are dropping a travel kit. Mm-hmm. Pocket-sized versions of Rick Owens' favorite Aesop products: the coriander seed body cleanser. The Resolute Hydrating Body Balm, which is also a Thai favorite. And of course, the shampoo and con dish. It'll be coming in a cotton jersey wrap featuring an Owens-coated gross green strip. I'm excited for that jersey wrap, Eric. It's like a little jock strap for your shampoo. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be copying the candle. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually almost bought one today. But you know, I said, you know, hold on, let me get that Rick Owens joint instead. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm just gonna fire at will here. I'm not even gonna smell this thing before I cop because I don't think I'll have time. I don't think I'm gonna have time to go to my local ASOP to sniff this thing for myself. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to sleep like, on this before the, yeah. the Owens stands come out and uh, 
just piss all over our favorite brand, Aesop, the darling of mm-hmm. Think Fresh podcast. Absolutely. You know, it's the only account we follow and it's the only account we will follow. It's true. We, we, we stopped following Subway a year ago and only started following Aesop on Think Fresh podcast Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I want to read to you this quote from the Aesop press release, Eric, that I found really interesting. Please do, because uh, I got one right after. Okay. What might first appear a contradiction is soon revealed as a story of shared philosophies, a desire for serenity, a dedication to simplicity, and an appreciation of considerate nonconformist design. That really resonated with me because I, I don't, I can't off the top of my head articulate the contradiction in Aesop and Rick Owens' sensibilities. Um, can you try? Well, I think that like one of them really likes to put uh, like lines on their bottles and the other one really likes to put lines, aka shoelaces, on their footwear. <laughs> God damn that's, it. that's the only like contradiction is like simply the, the medium in which they choose to put lines. Hmm. Well, I don't know. The, the main contradiction that stands out to me is that I can imagine Rick Owens himself smelling one of two ways. Um, either extremely nice, like literally smelling like a god, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a ripped, tanned god. Um, or, you know, who is like 6'9", wearing, the, wearing his uh, Rick Owens high high top heel boots Mm -hmm. um so that's one possibility or that he smells like like wood like burning wood like a cross burning perhaps and like very like beady sweat (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's i could see that's the other that's the other way it could go yeah Um, like he escaped being burnt at the cross but he got a little bo on the way Exactly. Like he, you know, was literally stapled to the cross himself, but he, you know, ripped through that, ricked through that and (laughs) ran off. Okay. And I get this feeling because it claims here, Ty, that it says the travel kit also debuts the stoic eau de toilette oil. And I'm not sure what stoic scented means. But I imagine it's a little sweaty. Yeah, I I know you're quite stoic, Eric. I think you're stoic, and I think I'm a stoic guy. You're a stoic guy. That's why I'm the uh, heart and soul of this podcast, and you're simply the uh, secondary character. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, stoic scented candles. That's so millennial. Is it millennial or is it uh, dark, dark and royal? That's a good question. This is pretty exciting. This is like just the perfect collaboration of all time. Like I I literally can't think of a better, name a a better collab. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could, Eric. Maybe if somebody squeezed their sauce covered (laughs) fingers just right in between there. Yeah. Excuse me. A little menage a trois. Mistake, mistake earlier. This collection is slated to drop on March 21st on Aesop's website 
and Aesop and Rick Owens stores. So I'm going to need every one of you to log off on that day so I can instantly cop. Mm-hmm. If Anonymous is listening, I'd like you to take down the servers of everyone else. Yeah. Well, okay. Question for you, is... Eric. Yes. Uh, the candles, Aesop's uh, like house candles with the, uh-huh. with the silly little quotes. They come in at a $400 Canadian price tag right now, which is admittedly high, even for someone who's got his money up as much as I I have. What do you Mm -hmm. think the price point of this Rick Owens collab is going to be positioned at in Canadian dollar, US dollar, Bitcoin, whatever you prefer? Wow. That's a great question. It's probably going to be the same, bro. Think about that. You think? Yeah. Aesop, democratizing access to Rick Owens. Mm-hmm. I mean, all like luxury brands offer accessories and accessories are the way to own a piece of a brand that's cost too much, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's no different with, you know, Darling Aesop. Do these come in different sizes? <laughs> I think they do. So what way you're trying to... Hmm. Wait, they're only wow. one size? Yeah, dude. Wow, I can't, I can't wait. These, these kind of suck though, visually. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the mm-hmm. like the current Aesop offering is like not very inspiring, like physically. the The quote inside is like kind of hack. Mm-hmm. It's a, hack. They phoned it in a little bit, I think. Yeah, dude. Like, come on. I mean, I, I'm hoping that they really like. That, that this Rick Owens version is a home run. I would like it to be my gateway drug into more of the Owens collection. You start with a candle and then you get into the geodunks next thing you know, you got the bed frame. You know how it goes. Yeah, and you got the kiss boots. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I was, Ricky... I, I, the sense of Aesop's candles, they are incredible, obviously. It's just like the form factor that leaves something to be desired. Yeah. Like to me, I don't know. The the Byredo candle offering. I don't know. I I, I just I just don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore because the Byredo candle, why I love it the most, it is still there is still a sticker on a glass cup. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do like about Aesop is that at least it's like nice and ceramic and there's like an engraving on it. Mm-hmm. versus like a piece of paper glued to glass you know yeah it's a lot subtler flex if you think about candle labels the same way you think about wine labels the role of the candle vessel is simply to signal to other people how expensive the candle is it's, the, it, it's it, that's all it's supposed to do so what the asop mm-hmm. holder is, is it's quite understated it's it's for a if you know you know audience mm-hmm. i agree um, this Rick Owens one looks like it comes in multiple sizes though. So that'll be interesting. And I think this will look beautiful on my coffee table. The palette is just like exactly what I need. You mean just plain white? <laughs> Only a, a simple tint I would, would say that. Excuse me. <laughs> Only a simple minded person. Simple, like, simple, oh. simple boy. <laughs> Very simple boy 
like you would you say, wow, that is just a plain candle. But I, a design-minded creator, mm-hmm. would see this and say, wow, that is that is uh, barely taupe. Barely taupe. <laughs> Rain cloud. <laughs> exactly. Smudge, smudge cloud. Grease mm-hmm. bubble. Light mayo. Light mayo. <laughs> Rick Owens is, after all, a scent artist, so that checks out. Oh, boy. Wow. I can't think of a better way to close this podcast than mm-hmm. to just marinate in some light mayo. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for uh, the cop of this candle. I'll try to get online that day as well, March 21st, and get this. Uh, there's nothing better than co-hosts with this, that both have the same candle. I think that's really adorable. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it really wouldn't. It's <laughs> uh, uh, funny. Kind of Ikea by, by, uh, by Rito. Mm-hmm. Once again, democratizing access to design of candles. Cool. Mm-hmm. Next time we link and build IRL, remind me to bring it. We'll do. We'll we'll light up, light oh, yeah. up a bowl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, King. Ready? It's been swell. Um, talk to you on Tuesday. You have a great Already. weekend, sir. You have a great weekend too, King. And thank you, Brad Hands, for listening. Ciao. Ciao.